0: Let's podcast first and see how we sit with time and uh, and uh, all that stuff. And then I'll, I'll walk you through my terrible things implementation.
1: Terrible things.
0: Terrible things. Speaking of t- 2017. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we are. Oh, all right. Here we are. Here we so, are.
1: All right. So I have a wonderful beer here waiting for me. I'm uh, assuming you have a beverage. I
0: do. It's, it's right here, opened up and poured. Mm, okay, it's, cur- it's currently my favorite beer, my favorite like you know easy to get, really enjoy beer.
1: Nice. Okay, are we? Is this the show?
0: This is the show we're recording oh, we're do- right now. We're doing this. So. We're All doing right, it. So
1: the topic is toenail clippers. No, definitely so.
0: not. The topic is games. Ah, so okay. if you don't like games or have no interest in games, this is going to be very boring. But uh, yeah. there may be some Christmas present might, suggestions.
1: It might, not, it might not be that boring. Because I'm not a super gamer or anything, as you also know. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Uh,
0: It also speaks a lot to free time use and why we use free time the way we do, and things like that. Probably, at least from my aspect, yeah. Um, You know, and yeah. So let's talk about the beers first. Um, Mm. You go first.
1: I have the uh, new Stone enjoyed by twelve twenty-five. Oh wow! Which is one of. No I don't like spiced beers, so luckily this is a sanely prepared beer without garbage added to it it's um it's a kind of the way I would describe as a slightly sweeter dirt wolf It's pretty oh. dank nice. um, but it has a pretty nice sweet finish um, i I like it a lot it's one of my favorite enjoy buys so far cool i I would say that you can make a
0: Christmas beer by just making it a very piney hops. That's that just a good beer. Yeah. yeah. That's a good beer. That's a good Christmas beer too. Um, I'm having, uh, we were actually, like I mentioned before, we live near uh, victory and we went to one of their local brew pubs and they had a case, they have cases of this stuff called mighty things, Imperial IPA. And I'd never even heard of it before. um, so we tried it, and it's fantastic. Um, is it going to be a regular release, or is it an experimental? Or- so uh, apparently it is replacing Hop Ranch. Oh, so it's okay. the seasonal winter IPA uh, that, that Hop Ranch used to be, which I loved Hop Ranch. Um, I like so-
1: some of the Hop Ranches. <laughs> there was, yes. I remember Last there was like was a, really good. a year that was not <laughs> good as far as I was concerned. It tasted yeah. like paper and...
0: Yeah, there's uh, the last two years I think have been really good, but they may have scared people off of the year before that. Um, and, but last year was excellent, and this is an awesome beer. It is hmm. kind of got tropical flavors to it. It's kind of got a dank finish. It's 8.3%. Uh, this, is, this is when I ask you the question, what's an Imperial IPA? Because I thought <laughs> that those were high alcohol, but this is lower than Dirt Wolf, which is a double IPA. So I'm it's totally Double and double Imperial, it is the same thing. Okay, I thought triple and imperial were the same thing. Triple is not a thing. Oh, <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was made them.
1: up. That was that was not part of the. the Vernacular, and they made it up I to one up the doubles. See, I see. See, we're one better than the doubles. That's why this beer costs seven dollars a can.
0: I see. All right. Well, it doesn't really still make sense, but it that's that's the way it is. I guess. Well, if, um, the,
1: if they had, if the American Brewing Association adopts a new style to represent triple IPA, I mean that's normal change. There's yeah. a, there's something that is can be defined and is distinctly different. Although I think you're starting to blur the lines of. Once you're above 8 or 9%. Yeah. I
0: mean, I think all the lines are kind of blurred because there's like – I've had 5% IPAs, which I didn't think was a possible thing. You know, like uh, all-day IPA I think is 5.6%, which I thought IPAs were supposed to be 7 and above. So I think they just use that term for all sorts of this things these marketing. days. Yeah. yeah, it's all marketing. So, uh, I think the final uh, call that we made was: it nothing really matters,
1: and people call things <laughs> whatever the hell they want. Literally anyway, literally what we said in the in the chat was like: yeah. nothing matters anymore. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, just call it whatever you want
0: and drink it. The main thing is it tastes really good. So I recommend if you can find mighty things. Actually, you personally might not have to try too hard to find them because they they might. They might show oh, up, oh, but um, keep an eye. Other out. people should look <laughs> look for them. Um, so yeah, that's good. Um, talk about your beer. I
1: mean, oh, it's what, it's it, good. It's nice and funky and piney and. Uh, where did you get it? Uh, where did I get it? I mean, is it like
0: wide distribution there? Or oh yeah, you, yeah. It's, it it's oh, just okay. the
1: Stone Enjoy by. You know, that's pretty widely distributed across the country. I think, and this is just the latest revision. I did see blurb. I didn't get to read the article yet. Apparently, Stone is releasing like four new beers in, in 2018. Oh, wow. That's um, good. That, that good for people like, who like beer. One of them sounds like it's a hazy IPA too. Lovely.
0: Uh, is that because they opened our are, are, are opening the new brewery or something like that? Or is it just... I,
1: I haven't read the article yet. I, oh, okay. I think it's just because that style is super popular right now.
0: Well, yeah. And they make good beer. So I mm-hmm. I trust Stone to some degree. Except for that chocolate IPA, which is Ill-advised, yeah. Um,
1: All right. So, so what are you drinking, man?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are you drinking? Tell me about your beer. (laughs)
1: Honestly, Uh, I haven't had a beer yet today. So, (laughs) yeah, really. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, you know, I would just say um, I don't know that this is available anywhere around uh, anywhere except around us. So, uh, if you can find it out in the West Coast, good luck. (laughs) But
1: (laughs) I don't think you're. But is this closer to a New England IPA or closer to a West Coast IPA? It says tropical, so I'm guessing more New Englandy. Um, hazy, it's not fluffy. hazy.
0: It's not hazy, but it is definitely juicy. Not one of those, yeah, it's more juicy than 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 a pine bomb. Okay, um, but yeah, this is one of those things where I could I could drink this as an everyday beer. I don't drink beer every day anymore, <laughs> but if I did, this would be. It's just such a. Um, it's really bitter. Uh, oh, so, okay. It's good in that way that I would only really want to drink one. Uh, you know, cuz then it's it's got a very high – Let me see if it has the um the IBUs on here. Uh, no IBUs on here. It's just super bitter. Um they they refer to the biting citrus flavor, which I think is pretty accurate. Um, so
1: nice. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um so uh, how do you want to approach the? You brought up the topic of let, let's talk about games, and I always want to talk about games. I just enjoy them. They're like my one of my big hobbies, and but it's always been such a big. Um, wide topic to me And I never really am sure <laughs>
1: I never I really talk to people say, about it <laughs> Yeah, I just want to talk about games we like Like, I was a little concerned to be like Okay, I'll talk about the games I played in 2017 I don't play enough games To say mm-hmm. that I have a, a list of 2017 games I just have list the list of games I've played uh, In recent memory And uh, particularly I was motivated for this topic Because I got my kid the Nintendo Switch Yes, I saw you um, gave a big thumbs up on awesome. that on your website. It is one of my favorite gaming devices because it's it's just fun to play. It doesn't have a lot of games, but the games it has are you know I think are pretty clever and enjoyable, and you know they have a pretty
0: wide and expanding catalog for year one. Um, I I was kind of I bought a Switch soon after they came out. I wasn't going to. Um,
1: yeah, right.
0: <laughs> well, I, there was nothing uh, on it that interested me. There's really only Breath of the Wild was the and only you, thing out. And you're not a Mario uh, super no, fan? No, i don't really not a Mario fan at all. Um, and I, I wasn't a Zelda fan either. I did the last Zelda on the Wii. Um, maybe that wasn't the last one, but that's the last one I played. And was not impressed by it. And so I was never really a big fan just, of it. I just um, remember
1: running that horse in circles over and over. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and trying to shoot the bow and arrow with Mm -hmm. the Wii controller It wasn't fun. (laughs) No. And it went on for too long, and I just didn't have a good time. So I didn't have high hopes for Breath of the Wild, and I saw some videos of it. And it really did look like my kind of – like they had turned it into my kind of game, which is kind of like experimental, open world with interacting systems and – you know it, it so i I ended up buying one <laughs> buying one and getting Zelda Breath of the wild, and uh totally got into it. It was just an amazing, amazing game. I think you're gonna like it I, um, yeah
1: i haven't I haven't purchased it yet just because we still have games going on on the switch like uh mm-hmm. the Mario Odyssey. I know you finished Mario Odyssey in like the first I did. day no like <laughs> not the first day, but I did finish it. I never
0: finished a Mario before. Um, I never really played them before either. I would always, like, my kids would have them and I would try playing them. They were just never my thing at all. And um, so I saw, you know, folks speaking favorably about it. And I thought, well, I'll get it. it at the very least, the kids are going to play it, you know. And um,
1: so... That's, that's the same excuse I used. Nice I, got the, I got the Switch for my kid. Um, and I've had to be very strict with myself to avoid any situations where I'm ever saying like, just let me finish this level. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly.
0: Um, it's funny because I heard a story the other day on a podcast, um, a guy who's the podcaster has a kid who's pretty young and, um, he, his, he has told his kid that the the switch can't come out of the little dock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice <laughs> it can only be played on the tv which means that you know he doesn't have to worry about the kid pulling it out and running around and smashing yeah. it or whatever um i thought these are the that sacrifices is, that is he makes. one
1: that is a super cool feature like it's oh, I, don't, I don't know how popular switch is i know it's more popular than they can produce them but that doesn't necessarily mean anything um mm-hmm. it is so well thought out that, that you can take it out while the game is playing and just continue as a portable or, or vice versa. You can take it while you're in portable mode and just pop it into the, the cradle and start playing on the TV. That is so cool. Um, the controls are pretty well thought out. I'm still getting used to, I don't know if you noticed a Mario. If you take the controls off and, and use one in each hand, you know, you can use some motion with them. To do things with Mario. Yeah,
0: I heard about that. I didn't do that. I used the and, controller the whole time.
1: And if you do that, you have a lot more flexibility for what Mario can do. Like he can do more moves if you mm. use the motion control with it. Yeah, I just uh, never which is, into that. Which is neat. I really like that. It's it's not just a, oh you can disconnect them and they're exactly the same. But now it's in this cute you know little control package.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up getting the Pro Controller for it, because I'm, I'm used to using controllers. And yeah. It's a really nice one, actually. The battery lasts forever. Yeah. Um, feels really yeah, solid.
1: So, it does, yeah, it, it doesn't really, feel like a cheap little add-on. The, yeah, yeah, the Pro Controller is basically For anyone who doesn't know, it's, uh, it's basically like the old-school controller where it's double-handed and two uh, joysticks and everything on it. Um, but with the switch you can actually slide off the built-in controllers and snap them together and use it like that it's just a different uh profile to it which to me isn't as comfortable as the pro controller
0: yeah the pro controller really is comfortable um i mean it's not like i'm sitting there playing i i actually for breath of the wild i just kind of uh, I don't know, just used... I played it in little sessions for a long period of time.
1: On your TV uh, or are you playing? On the
0: TV, although what was cool is, you know, some days I feel like being antisocial at lunch, I would just put it in my uh, my work bag
1: and I would go out to lunch and, and play it. <laughs> uh, and uh, Well, my kid loves that you can prop it up with a, with its built-in kickstand and it's like just a little TV. she yeah. got such a joy out yeah, of that cool. of like, oh well here we go. It's my little TV and I can sit here and play it. And yep. you can you can use Bluetooth headphones and it's just a very nice device. And the games are great, starting with Mario Odyssey, which I forced you to get. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mario hey, Odyssey is it. so joyful. Like that's the way I would describe it. It's just all these little like, oh that's a clever little um uh You know, problem to solve or clever little control to, well the to thing
0: the on that vein is that it's all very varied, like you're never getting tired of doing the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. um which is why I ended up playing it a bunch and then ended up finishing it before I realized it was you know well. You know, not to spoil anything. There's no spoilers here. But the, when you finish the story mode of the game, the game's not over. It keeps going for quite a long time. So I got to the end of the story mode, and it, you know, I felt like it. I, it was fairly long, comfortably long. Um, but it it did. I didn't feel cheated or whatever. But I could, You can continue playing that game for hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours, exploring, finding things. And the thing that was fun about it was. I had much as much fun watching my kid play it as I was, you know, playing it myself because I would see things that, you know, while he was playing, that I would have never seen. Yeah. Um, And it just seems to be, you know, obviously not infinite, but the 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 breadth of that game goes very very far.
1: Right. um, And you don't have to complete everything to move forward. And there's like I went on YouTube, and uh, there were a couple times where I was just like, okay, let's see. I know I saw this star over here. And I had no idea how to get to it. You could finish the game without collecting everything, right? So, yeah. Yep. Uh, but I was like, how did they expect you to do that? Then I watched somebody on YouTube and I'm like... Oh, that's a totally new con- like control thing I didn't know I could do. Like it's it's like a double jump, but you like yeah. jump, throw your hat, jump on your hat, jump again, and if you do that right, you can span a large distance, which I didn't know you could. But it's very difficult to pull off. At least yeah. I found it mm-hmm. too, too too difficult to pull off consistently. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. So that's a great game. At, the thing that's interesting about the Switch so far is that the games that are out on it um, have such um, depth to them. So Breath of the Wild uh, is it's a really a marvel of programming. Um, and then when you play it, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're, the systems interact in such a way that uh, you're always surprised. Even at, by the end of the game, I was still surprised by how things were working sometimes. Like, um, there was one incident where there was a goblin with a torch, and I shot him, and he fell down, but he was in a field of grass, and it was windy. So the grass That's lit on fire, nice. and it started blowing the, the, the fire down this little valley towards his goblin village. <laughs> which made the other goblins start running around and going crazy, and I was able to hit my little glider, and the heat rising from the burning grass like just lifted me into the air over this Amazing.
1: entire. I was like, "That is it's fantastic!" Like, and that was
0: not scripted; it was just something that was the interaction of the systems in such mm-hmm. a way that I ended up creating this little story uh, within yeah. a story. You know, honestly, I would um, have
1: bought it except for the a game that we will talk about in a little bit that you forced me to try, and then I ended up really enjoying. But uh, I, I definitely plan to get it. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. I buy most of the stuff digitally now. So do I, yeah. It's really hard to gift a digital download in a satisfying way.
0: I agree with you. Right? It's hard to yep. say,
1: like, here is a Post-it that says I bought you this game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah, it would be cool if they had a way for... You to gift something to someone and have it appear like in a little box on their switch, you know, like a little yeah, chest. Where you know, little were, yeah, chest that'd be something. that'd
1: be awesome. So that at least there's some fanfare to it. But I, I want my kid to open a package, right? I, w- I wanted to get her a game, but uh, like when I gave her uh, what uh, I, don't know. I think I I think it was Lego Worlds. No, it might have been Mario Odyssey. When I gave her Mario Mario Odyssey. The way I did that is I bought it, pre-downloaded it, and then when she went to play um, Lego Worlds, which mm-hmm. is the next game I want to talk about, um, she was like, "Oh, what's this?" and and then that kind of blew her mind that it was there on the on the game. But I'm that, wondering that if, was fun um, for that, but not for Christmas morning, right? Yeah, what might be good?
0: I don't know if you've played with any Amiibos. They seem like they're like these little collectible. I've seen uh, them. I'm trying to
1: avoid that because every game that has those dies after you've invested money into it. Well,
0: (laughs) what's interesting is they're cute figures. Yeah. And but the only reason I'm suggesting is maybe that's the thing that you wrap with a little thing saying Uh, this goes with the game I got you.
1: That's a clever idea. Like you know, take this and go because uh, if I understand them right, they actually have like Bluetooth or something in them that RFID. I think. Yeah, you put them next to the controller. Yep. And it knows that it's uh, a thing for the game.
0: Yeah. So I, I end up getting one for Zelda. And you put it on, like, there's a flat area on the Pro Controller between the two sticks. You just put it there and, like, treasure chest with fish in them rain from the skies. <laughs> mm. uh, it's different in every game. Like oh, I think so they the- give,
1: they, do they give you special things?
0: Uh, yeah, they usually give you special things in game. They give you costumes, and Mario, I think they give you coins or moons or stars or something. You know, they they just kind of pop out wherever you are. Okay, so uh, it's I, neat.
1: I get it. So it's actually. Not- I think
0: the one in in uh, in Mario Odyssey, it was kind of neat. Is when you do it, I think Toad or something comes out and and reveals a moon segment to you within the next 5 minutes it'll show up on your map and then you can go find it so it's like it like reveals a secret for you which i thought was a cool idea neat yeah okay. so anyway that might be a good way to gift things cuz i've i've thought about doing that my kids are well the two of them are old enough to not really want any fanfare you know they they want gift cards really for christmas for steam and all that stuff they're they're kind of beyond having you know, little gifty things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking, you know, even for them, an amiibo would be something that's actually, you know, marginally useful in whatever game they happen to be playing if they are playing These on the things Switch These They're anyway.
1: not cheap. They're not trinkets, that's for sure. That's definitely true. They're like 25 bucks. I think
0: that's the most I've ever seen one, though. I think they're usually like 10 to 12 bucks, the ones I've seen. Maybe it's the cl- maybe it's the longer they stay out, the more expensive they're like maybe collectors' items or something like that. I think the mm. most Neat. I've ever seen one cost is like twenty five bucks, and that's like some giant giant monster from Zelda. But anyway, that's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, other games on the Switch that I played that I really liked and t- harkens back to what I mentioned about the scope of games is Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Mm-hmm is a game that just came out on December 1st and the scope of that game seems colossal like it just seems like a long game it's all voice acted Um, it's a little kind of anime for my style but the combat I think is really fun Um, and so it's funny sometimes serious sometimes I'm just surprised that on the first year of the Switch we've had Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, Mario Odyssey, um, Splatoon Two, which we didn't really talk about much, but my kids love it. Um, there's one called Mario Plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle. Have you seen that one? It's I, essentially. I
1: have seen it. I yeah. didn't look too deep into it. It's it's essentially XCOM
0: for for the Switch with Mario and. And it's oh. it's a crazy thing if you like hmm. XCOM, uh, which I'll talk about in, in when we get to the PS4 things. But anyway, it's a kind of a strategy game, uh, which is a very strange mix of of genres. But um, and uh, and I also another weird purchase that I did for the Switch, which I want to touch on a little bit, is you can buy things from the Japanese store pretty easily. So if oh, there's something really? that's only out in J- Japan and not out here, you can have a, have a Japan account and it will sit as one of those little circles of users, like your Japanese user and you can buy a game and all the accounts can play it. So I ended up buying monster hunter double cross in Japanese, which is a little challenging to play. But, um, since we played so many monster hunters around this house, uh, we pretty much know what the controls are at this point. So, um, that was another interesting thing I discovered with the switch. So
1: Lego world's cool. Uh, Lego world's, talk about a deep <laughs> unscripted game I really love Lego Worlds. So, so is my kid but you know what does she matter um, <laughs> it, the attention to really subtle details is extremely impressive you talked about like the grass burning and stuff like that well with Lego Worlds it's just this like all these variations you'd think that everything's built out of bricks would get a little boring. But the idea, like you show up on a world and it's a swamp world. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine. There's like a swamp. And then turns out like a zombie comes out at night and then you can kill the zombie, but you need a special weapon. And it's like all these unscripted events happening with almost random things in the world. Well, they're um, all randomly generated worlds, too. Yeah, right? it's so it's so wonderful and the the humor in it. But you know what I really love about it for, like, especially a kid like my kid who doesn't have a lot of game experience. The whole reason I got her to the Switch was she always wants to play on my PS4 with me. There is not a single game that is uh, gener- <laughs> generous enough to a nine-year-old who has no game experience on the PS4. And just honestly, you, you, she can't figure out how the controls work. She gets frustrated and feels kind of dumb. And so the Switch, I had heard, was good for this. And it is. It's it's fantastic. But the nice thing about LEGO Worlds, dying doesn't matter. You don't lose anything. It doesn't matter at all. That's perfect. It, it, it's just like... And in fact, if if like a bunch of zombies are attacking you because you accidentally upset the witch around them or whatever it was, uh, they'll attack you until you're dead. And then when you come back, you'll come back in the same exact spot, but they'll leave you alone so that you can move on. Yeah. So they don't just keep attacking you right away.
0: That is good.
1: It's just very forgiving and generous. That's the way I I describe Lego worlds overall, because you don't have to know too much. They really teach you how to use the stuff. Even if you don't use it, it doesn't really matter. Um, The progression is more of like, you get cool new abilities rather than like, you can't move forward unless you figure this out. There's nothing like that. It's not a platformer or anything. Um, That's really good. It's an exp- exploration game.
0: Yeah. And I played it a little bit. Um, I got it. Uh, actually, I recommend it to you because I got it on the recommendation of my friend, uh, Adrian, who lives in Hong Kong. He's a huge fan of those types of games and he recommended it. And, man, he, he was right. It's, it's a really fun game. It has some really cool... Uh, just the the breadth of it. Again, it's like I keep mentioning it, but some of these games are just so big and inventive. I had so many experiences with that that just... Um, you know, after you showed me some of those YouTube videos, I would get um, the, the, the uh, brush tool and just start digging down as far as I could, and things would get dark, and I had to pull out my flashlight, and then it would open up into some crazy cave with like glowing mushroom-like things in it and stuff. And I was like, "How does this? How does this happen? Like, I can't believe this exists. This is crazy. <laughs> it
1: it um, is. It is cool. Like, uh, I also their expansions, like their DLC, I think, are much better for somebody with a kid because the DLC is like five dollars, three dollars. You know, it's really low price point, like the space kit, mm-hmm. which gives you the classic Lego space ships and stuff. But now you can also have moons as worlds, like moon bases. And that's super fun. And yeah, it's cool. And the way you kind of, you can, uh, just spawn anything from your, you know, yeah, you know, yeah the that's building. great. Yep. Yeah. So we mostly fly around in a spaceship whenever we're on a world. And, uh. I've, I've watched some just amazing videos on YouTube of people playing this game and figuring stuff out. Like you're on a world and then you just decide to go up in the air and there's cl- Lego brick clouds up there. Well, there can be castles on top of clouds What? And there can be dragons asleep on top of clouds. And there's no indication that that's a thing, right? And there's no n- reason you need to know that unless that's the thing you want to do. Um, wow. you, you can go up there and explore a whole castle built on top of a cloud.
0: It's it's just really neat. Man. Yeah, it's it's cool. And it's I too much game. Actually,
1: we we got to the point where we're like, we had done a bunch, we had expanded a bunch, and the worlds were just getting so huge that uh, we kind of didn't know what to focus on first. Like right. the world, right. the worlds that they give you at the higher levels are just enormous. Where it's like a desert on one side, uh, snowy mountains on the other side, and uh, it's just yeah. very cool.
0: And you can just pop out a vehicle and just go for broke, go wherever yeah, you want. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the nice thing about that game is there's there's no, I don't think there's any overarching story, right?
1: No, there's no story <laughs> at all. So you just kind of do which your thing. Which could be thing. a downside. You can you can get bored. Yeah. And in fact, um, from what I could tell, there's you collect bricks throughout the game. Different different actual like kind of. Lego style bricks. And there's a point where you can, you can just build stuff in the game. So you can build your own city if you wanted to. And, and, uh, but you need to collect enough content to make that interesting. Right. Right. So collect people like figures and vehicles. And then eventually you'll find a planet that has its own town on it. Like we found a, um, through one of the DLCs, we found a, like a Halloween planet. And there's a town oh with, a, with a haunted house, and you can go in the haunted house, and there's ghosts and zombies and all this stuff, and it's just very fun.
0: That's crazy. Well, that's a it's it's on my recommended list. It's not on my um, you know must play list because there's there's a lot of other games. But if you're looking for a game that, like just it gives you a, a fun kind of aimless, but not in a bad way. Experience, I would recommend it. Like if you just want to to generate worlds and uh, just kind of explore things and build things, I think it's a really fun thing. And my kids got a kick out of it. Um, I really thought it was fun, but it's not something I play all the time. You know, it was it's you dip in, dip out. The other thing that uh, if you play it. I was kind of disappointed at first because it didn't seem like there was much to it, but I didn't realize that the worlds keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger the farther you go because they're just trying to teach you things slowly. Um, And I think I was thinking a little bit, you know, like, why isn't this thing, like, gigantic? Why is there a boundary here? Yeah. Well, eventually they get so big that you can't see the boundaries, and that's uh, you just have to be patient and kind of keep exploring.
1: Neat. Yeah. yeah. Super and cool. I like super I, cool. Yeah. It's just been a very fun experience. And for, I, I'm relieved to see my kid like actually come to me and go like, look what I found out, mm-hmm. uh, which is a nice change from like, why can't I play, um, horizon zero dawn with you, daddy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm, I'm kind of, I almost kind of forget what those days are like because my, my two boys are both, they're they're both showing me how to do stuff in video games at this point because they're you know they've been doing they've been playing games since they were kids and um, they have friends who teach them all these different things and uh, so they're they're both you know really good at playing video games my middle middle kid jack is uh he plays monster hunter uh, a lot maybe too much um, he just <laughs> loves that game uh, the kind of the infinite uh, skill-based variety of it, and he got me into it after a while, but he does stuff in that game that I still can't believe. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing, and you're 15. That is amazing. So, anyway, Monster Hunter is a big one of my favorites, but we'll talk about that.
1: When well, we get okay. to PS4. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll say the other games haven't been as much of a hit for us on the Switch. Like, I got the Splatoon... To edition switch, which was cool. I got it through one of Walmart or something like that on the day. They, I was waiting. Like I wanted a, I wanted Splatoon two really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, my daughter and I had watched videos in advance of getting the switch of people playing Splatoon two and like all, all this stuff And the Splatoon two edition of the switches has a nice color scheme and, um, it's just fun, right, but the mm-hmm. g- game we played for a little while and it got a little dull. Mm-hmm. I would say is the best way to describe it. It's like you know <laughs> playing tag can be fun, but when you play tag every day for three hours a day it's, it's not <laughs> well, as fun, it's not yeah. fun anymore, <laughs> so um, yeah, my
0: kids are really interested in it. They played it um on the Wii u uh, and so they played it quite a bit, but even they kind of fell off Splatoon Two because it's very much like Splatoon One, I guess, and uh, and which is you know an engaging multiplayer game that looks fun, and inventive, and has a cool aesthetic to it. But it really didn't uh, catch my fancy that much. But yeah, they both seemed to like it. It just didn't blow their doors off. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun, and uh, in fact. The part of Splatoon two she liked the most wasn't even the actual game, and you know the the game you're supposed to play. If you're in the city, you can go seek out different people, right? You know the the kind of intermission area.
0: Yeah. Yep, the little kind of you can mole. go seek
1: out people, and then through them you can get access to like training levels or other things where like. Um, mini games is the best way to describe it, where you like have to go through an obstacle course or something. That's what Mm -hmm. she liked the most. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, there's less stress
0: when you see other people running around shooting at you than, you know, the the
1: downside is many times we didn't know how we actually got there. (laughs) So we couldn't go back once we finished. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
0: So, well, uh, it's an interesting looking game. I'll give them that much, but it's not my, not my thing.
1: And, uh, Last one, real quick. That was another one that was just meh. Was a Mario Kart. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, that was I've because never... the controllers had, like the ones that came with the Switch, was were fine. But if you want more than one person, um, we used the Pro controller, and the Pro controller seemed to have a lot of lag. for for driving, which it it seems like one of the only games that did. And that was frustrating for, for them to play. It was like, okay, who gets the slow controller? Wow. (laughs) I didn't realize that. That's
0: interesting. Whoever wants
1: to lose this round gets the slow controller.
0: (laughs) I was never, I've never been a big fan of Mario Kart. I, I ended up buying it because my kids wanted to play it. Um, and they played it and they do play it, but I'm not into it really at all. I don't think it's that fun as a game or as a racing game. I know that I'll we'll be getting hate mail or whatever from people who think it's the greatest thing ever, but it's just not my cup of tea. Um speaking of weird cups of tea, um one game that I was very surprised by that came to the switch is Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus.
1: Yeah, what it what the heck? That sounds like the <laughs> grossest game. <laughs> it that is, is like it uh, seems like it should be illegal just based on the name. It is the weirdest. Game,
0: uh, Might be the weirdest game I own um, I bought it on Steam when it first came out Because the guys who developed it did Super Meat Boy Which is an amazing platformer I uh, played that on the Xbox and I think notoriously
1: one of the hardest yeah, games, games out there
0: <laughs> Super difficult uh, Which is apparently a new version coming to the Switch um, Which is great uh, But Binding of Isaac is a roguelike game um, which means that the worlds are, uh, the, you, you, you have one life essentially, and you go until you die and the rooms are randomly generated. Um, and it's, it's the weirdest thing. Like it's got this weird, weird story about this kid who was thrown in the basement by his mom of and his okay, I'm not getting
1: This for my daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bad idea. See, so, uh, your weapon is he shoots tears out of his eyes because he's sad and so he shoots tears out of his eyes what? and is yeah it's it's the weirdest game um but what's strange about it um is also its strength because it's very imaginative uh you find all of these pickups that change your character in all these wild ways um it's it's impossible to describe if you're interested in roguelikes and really difficult games and games that have, you know, infinite replayability, Binding of Isaac. My kid, my middle kid, the one that likes Monster Hunter, loves Binding of Isaac. He just thinks it's the greatest thing. But it's funny because none of the the stuff that I find like – I mean, I say upsetting. I mean, it's jokey and it's all a cartoon, but they're upsetting – Um. Topics right? Like a, a, a little boy locked in the basement. Yeah. Things with his tears is upsetting, but it doesn't look upsetting when you're playing it. It's just the mechanical, you're moving around shooting these little blue things at other brown things moving around on the screen. Um, he is just so adept at playing games like that, that um, he just, it's, it's maybe it's that he likes the hard games too. Like I do, like he likes monster hunter. He likes binding of Isaac. He likes super meat boy. Uh, Dark Souls, which, you know, I'm a gigantic Dark Souls fan. Um, so he plays those games as well. So maybe there's maybe there's something that the, the Apple didn't too, fall too, hard, too far from the tree in that regard. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would not buy those for your nine-year-old daughter. <laughs> Bad idea.
1: All right, well, I'm tapped out for Nintendo Switch at this point. Me so too. I'll, I'll leave it to you. Okay, so yeah, now now comes the long part of the show, <laughs> <laughs> the PS4. Uh, and the, maybe maybe some of the games that you've played and what you liked, what you didn't like, what uh, was unexpectedly good and un- unexpectedly bad. Yeah. Because so you top, have you know, the PS4 Pro. Yeah. yeah
0: so this year um, we wanted to buy a new TV. Uh, we've had the same TV for many, many years. Um, I wanted to buy a new TV, and I figured if I buy one, I might as well buy a good one. So I ended up getting a 4k Sony. Um, and then I thought, well, if I have a 4k Sony with HDR support, it's almost criminal not to get a PS4 professional <laughs> edition, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which has, you know, supports 4k and HDR. All right, so and all that so stuff. let me
1: ask you, cause I have a, a nice, uh, HDR, 4K TV, but I have the um, old, busted, PS f- regular yeah. PS4 that yeah, cost $1,000 p- or whatever it was. Um, is there a noticeable difference?
0: Um, yes. On some games, there's a, a pretty big difference. Uh, in fact, on, on your favorite game, there's a gigantic difference, I think.
1: <laughs> Are you going to say Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> yes, I okay. am.
0: Yeah, they they are one of the I mean, I guess that studio is is just well known. I mean, you've, the graphics that they achieve on the regular one
1: are, are mind-blowing. It's some yeah. of the most beautiful scenes I've like in-game scenes I've ever seen. Like yeah. looking out over the hilltops with the sunset in the distance. Like I think we kept texting each other uh, me me and my other buddy of just like did you when you were up on this hill did you look out at the moonrise <laughs> like yeah. What? and they'll
0: be like mist like settling in the valleys <laughs> and stuff so it's so crazy it's amazing yeah. yeah so imagine that technical level of excellence and then they said here's some hdr here's more processor here's here's more uh you know who's here's, here's true 4k graphics it just looks Hmm. It just is phenomenal looking. Um, I think it's the best looking game I've ever seen on on any platform. Um, so, yeah i I wouldn't say that you need it, but it definitely improves the the experience. Let's put it that way. technically, you don't
1: need any game console. Yeah. Well,
0: okay. Uh, if you want, if you. Yes. Let's just leave it at that. I would yes. not go
1: out and buy a new one at this point. I've had, I've had my PS4 for, what, two years maybe? Yeah, not, not a ton of time. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't buy a new one right now just because that's not significant enough to me, and I don't play it enough.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's um, so let's go back to the game. So when I look back on the list, 2017 was a pretty big year for games that hit my... Um, they rang all my bells as far as things Your list that is I've huge. loved. <laughs> it is a huge game. That's just 2017. Um, there's the list of games that hit my sweet spot, which is uh, exploration, uh, generally difficult. They don't have to be, right? but uh, if they're not difficult, then I want to have a lot of mechanics that are interesting. Um, and you know not too long but have a lot of replayability if you want to make them long like if you enjoy playing them you can keep doing things in them um and unfortunately for me this year was the year of those games <laughs> um you know I played a lot of destiny 1 and so destiny 1 I played a lot of until destiny 2 came out uh and then I played a lot of destiny 2 so that's one game where there's just a lot of time expense but it it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you play that much when you play with mm. two to three or four <laughs> friends. You know Man, what I it's mean? Still, like, it's
1: still a lot of time. It's a lot I, of time, I know, but I know because that's my biggest barrier to actually uh, taking advantage of the consoles that I own. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. just that just don't have that kind. Of, like I bought Destiny um, on your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Not that I hold you responsible at all. Uh, but it it was just not something I had enough time to enjoy. I, I actually f- felt Destiny was a little repetitive for my taste, and yeah. I, I got bored with it really quick.
0: Yeah. Um, see, and I don't mind the repetition if I like the loop. I like I like playing games with a good loop. <laughs> I guess you could put it. Like, yeah. You know, see,
1: that that's really not my taste, except for a couple categories of like maybe a strategy game. I mm-hmm. like the loop of a strategy game. I don't like the loop of a twitchy shoot 'em up They're going to come in the same type of horde mode over and over and just right. keep, keep doing the same First thing. First they come out this door, then they yeah, come out that right. door. And then and, eventually yeah. you get a bigger gun. And uh, then coincidentally, the guys are harder to kill once you get the bigger gun. I, like I don't really like that kind of gameplay that much. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> so this is my year. their own.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Destiny 1 and 2 I played a lot of. I'm actually playing I'm really. You're
1: playing like 12 games at the same time, like Shadow of War, uh, Horizon yep. Zero Dawn, Destiny yep. 2, yep. Assassin's. I'm just going to rattle through these so our show is not 12 hours long. Yep. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Yep. <clears throat> you're, I know you and you're playing all of those at the same time.
0: Yeah, I, that's one of my weird things. Is I don't. Um, I know people who are like, this is my game right now, and I play it till it's done. That's pretty much me. But I, I lose. So I don't like doing that. Um, I, you know, I like dragging things out. Like especially if I like it, it's a weird habit I have. Where um, if I really like a thing, I don't want to just blast through it. And I probably, I'm trying to break myself of that habit um, and just blast through stuff like um, a game. I would say it's actually my favorite game of this year is a game called Near Automata. It's a very strange game, Um, but it is story-based. And I could have played it for a lot longer, um, but I just kind of blasted through it because I wanted to see the story, which I don't usually play games for story, but this had a really cool story, Um, had a neat setting. And I just was like, you know what? This is one of those games where I just want to see what happens. And so I just, you know, tried I just concentrated on that one game and played that even yeah. though my friends were playing Destiny or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Nope, I'm going to finish near and I was going to see what happens." And I don't regret doing it. It was a fantastic thing, but those games are very few and far between. Um
1: That's why I can't believe you haven't finished uh, Horizon <sighs> Zero Dawn or, yet because yeah. that was such a good story f- uh, for me. Uh, it was it was extremely compelling. I actually didn't care for the gameplay, or I didn't care about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted the story. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to slog through this gameplay yeah. so I can get get to the next cutscene or what reveal or whatever that tells me why the hell this thing is this way. And uh, well, I think that's is really enjoyable.
0: That's exactly why I haven't finished it. Is the moment to moment combat stuff I was not as into. Um, and the controls are very specific to Horizon. Yeah, that's what um, you
1: had mentioned, it was screwing you up, going back and forth between yeah, Horizon so and other I, games. I
0: think that came out, uh, near came out while Horizon Zero Dawn was out. And so I started playing Near. and when I went back to Horizon, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm screwing up both games. So I just put Horizon down. But its controls are so different from every other game I play that it's just... I would have to sit down and say, okay, now it's Horizon time. I'm just going to play only that game and, and play it to the end, which I really should do because I heard it's you know you you and Jeff, uh, your friend Jeff, um, both just gush about how awesome the story is. So I really should finish it. But there's a lot of games like that. Persona so Five, good. I need to finish it's too. A,
1: you know what? I want a movie from this game. It is yeah. it is it is that good. I really loved the story arc. The, the character itself, like, I don't care that much about the character. Um, it was nice. Um, I'll say well, why don't one. You,
0: so let's back up a second. Sure. Uh, Breakdown. So uh, both of us have Horizon Zero Dawn in our top games. I think it's your top game. It's mm-hmm. in my top ten of games uh, from this year and probably ever on the PS4. Why don't you break down a little bit of what it is so that if – We keep talking about it, but I'm sure sure. people are like, "What?"
1: Uh, Robot dinosaurs, and uh, the the prime character is this badass uh, girl that you follow from basically birth to um, young adulthood, who decides to do what no one else does and kind of like figure out why the world went wrong with these robot dinosaurs. That that that's kind of it's a far future game right i mean it's uh, uh it. yeah you don't know how far in the future you don't know right. anything about it you just know there's hey it seems like there's um artifacts from what would be our our modern our modern time that are really decayed and and almost gone and you you they're just part of the scenery which i thought was a very cool mechanic where like you're trying to find something you're climbing on this this you know scaffolding and then suddenly you realize it's like a Part of an, an ancient old building that is. This is all that's left. It's this little bit of scaffolding leaning over. Um, I thought yeah. that was a really nice effect.
0: Very cool. Yeah, you um, come to these little tiny, um, just. I don't know what you'd call them, but they're just like they like almost like grottos of just decayed cement and and metal. Yeah, like, ju- but just mean? barely visible too. It's yeah.
1: not like it's a post-apocalyptic world or anything. It's it's lush. It's green. That's the other thing I like about it. I have a really hard time with, like, Fallout and stuff like that because it's so morose and, uh, you know, gray that it kind of gets to me eventually of just staring at it all the time. Whereas I thought this was, like, there's always trees and grasses blowing in the wind and flowers and all this stuff going on that makes it look like this beautiful world. But then, uh, unknown to you or the character, it's not like they just haven't revealed it to you as the player, but you don't know why there's robot dinosaurs or right. robot animals <laughs> that want to kick your ass. That's kind of what it comes down to. You don't know why they're this way. You don't know why they want to kick your ass. Um, but they do. And they, <laughs> they intermix some futurism, some futuristic technologies, but it's not like suddenly there's laser guns. Like your weapon is mostly a spear or yeah. stick, right? A bow. Yeah, and, and a bow. Um, so I really liked that part of the storyline, um, and the gameplay was fine. I don't like hard games. Like I really, really don't like games where it's I can't figure out what the next step is or what I did wrong and why I keep dying. Which is why I haven't really played much of their DLC for oh, yeah. uh, for this game because <laughs> it basically starts the DLC starts at the point where it seems you've finished the game. Uh, which is fine, but it's very, very hard. <laughs> <The> very <laughs> you first, mentioned that the very first thing I encountered, I haven't been able to get past, and I'm like, okay, well, this isn't fun. <laughs> like over <laughs> and was, over, um, dying.
0: There was a, a there's a game called Dark Souls, <laughs> and it was um, I'm familiar far. with, with yeah, your, your descriptions. Yeah, Dark Souls is, is very difficult, and uh, they had DLC, and I was never any awesome player of dark souls. Um, but the DLC when it first came out was really difficult to find. You had to like solve a quest and like the internet had to help me solve it. And then you come out of this area and there's a monster there that just, it must've killed me 30 times, like easily 30 times, maybe more than that of just trying to get through it. And that was the thing gating you to the entire DLC that you just bought. Um, yeah, eventually I was able to beat it.
1: That feels like an insult. <laughs> yeah, it, well,
0: it was kind of setting a tone. Like this is not going to be as, this is going to be harder than what you just did. And I, I love hard games, so it, I took it on as a challenge. But I can see where somebody who doesn't want that is going to be like, "What the hell? I just paid twenty dollars for this,
1: and I just die over and over again." Hmm. <laughs> Sounds familiar. So uh, yeah. anyway, that's my game of the year. Um, I kind of like have uh, level set every other game relative, which is weird because I don't like the DLC because it's too damn hard. <laughs>
0: yeah. Brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, so uh, the, the game that I've been playing a bunch of, you have probably seen me playing it is Warframe. Uh, Warframe is a game that came out. I probably tried it two and a half years ago when I, when I logged back in, it said that I had been inactive for uh, 496 days, so it had been <laughs> a while, back, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> um, fairly inactive in that time. But uh, they have made so many improvements to that game. It is a free to play game, which scares a lot of people off. Um, it is a uh, game. Much in the same vein as Destiny, where you're just kind of doing the same loop over and over, which is you take a mission, you go shoot guys in the face, and and then do you know solve the mission, and then you know do another mission, and you keep going, uh, and grinding your it's it's I always my friend and I describe it as it's a game where you're making numbers bigger, and that's basically the goal to make yeah. the numbers bigger. Right.
1: Well, that's that's modern gaming, honestly. That's a yeah. lot of the most popular games. Uh, can I, so you sent me a ton of links about this game. Yes, uh, I did. And they were enjoyable to watch. And I love seeing people excited about things they like. And clearly both mm-hmm. of these links were people that were super excited that a game that they thought was a total turd uh, <laughs> is just yeah. kept evolving and getting better and better and better until now it's like their favorite game. But can I tell you, I actually – and this doesn't happen to me with games – I got nauseous watching the videos yeah, I of, see of that. the movements of these characters because the movements are like jump, twist, spin, fly, land, like over and over 10,000 times. Yeah, and it's I, the
0: weirdest thing about this game. Uh, and it's funny because when it first came out, there wasn't a lot of press on it. You know, free to play. Nobody's too excited about it. And I tried it and I just kind of ran around. When I started watching videos, well, what happened was I saw a video, uh, sorry, I saw an article maybe on Kotaku or Polygon, maybe it's Polygon, about how it was, you know, the best game he'd ever played that he didn't realize was as good as it was. And it was a pretty funny article. And he talked about how the movement was the most interesting and you know, dynamic and awesome. I'm like, I don't remember that. And so I did what you did. I watched those videos and there's people just flying around at like a hundred miles an hour. And I thought, okay, that looks fun. So I went back <laughs> and tried it. It does look fun.
1: I, I agree. <laughs> but watching the video, I was getting nauseous. I'm sure it would not get nauseous while I played the game because I'm in control of the movement. Yeah. But watching a YouTube video full screen on my retina MacBook Pro <laughs> Uh, was a little nauseating.
0: (laughs) Uh, I can definitely see that. Um, But, uh, yeah, played it. I played it. I'm playing a ton of it, and I'm liking it. And you don't have to spend money on it. I think I threw a couple of bucks the developer's way because I've played it a bunch and thought this is really kind of worth Mm -hmm. it. I've enjoyed my time playing it. I don't feel right playing it and not paying for it. Um,
1: So uh, I want to move on because we have a ton of games to cover, but... It looks very compelling. If I didn't have all these other games lined up, uh, like you said, it's a really good game. Really good year for games. I would probably uh, take a look at it. But it also looks like a game you kind of need to commit to to really get the most out of it. Because it's it's got a million systems, right? It does. It's not just like commit time to grind. It's commit time to even understand what the hell is going on.
0: Yes, Uh, I would say that is the case for sure. Uh, If you're not into So I would say if you're into Destiny and you're looking for something, here's here's the thing for me. Destiny 2 was a very fun game. I had a good time, played with my friends a lot. We got all the way through the raid. We got pretty good at the raid, but then there was no more content. And then they released the new DLC, and it's kind of like, okay, I can see getting through this content pretty quickly. It would be nice if there was another game to play that had the same type of loop uh, that could be the same group of friends, you know, and right. this one doesn't cost them anything to even get into. Yeah, that's cool. So it seemed compelling. If you're into Destiny or Destiny 2 and you're looking for something else, I think Warframe's a great thing. Um, nice. So that's that's kind of where I'll just leave that. Um, I'm just kind of really into it. But I think the, the game that we've been both mentioning and talking about and really enjoying the heck out of is Assassin's Creed Origins, which surprises yeah. the heck out of me.
1: Yeah, so this is funny because... I have been an Assassin's Creed fan for a long time, and I've purchased a bunch of Assassin's Creed games going way back, like, to my, I think, my Xbox. Um, But you, when I was like, hey, uh, you should try Assassin's Creed sometime, this is before this game came out. Uh, I think your response was like, I hate the Assassin's Creed games (laughs) or something like that. They're really I think I I had played Assassin's Creed.
0: I finished Assassin's Creed 2, and I thought it was pretty good. And then I tried three and maybe a couple others here and there. Yeah, this is just, like
1: Assassin's Creed 14 or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it's know just, what number they were the is. same
0: darn game, and mm-hmm. at least it seemed like it to me. And maybe it's just because I'm not into the subtleties of, of it, but I felt like I was going to be like embarking on another fifty hour, you know, fifty hour the of, in like
1: ancient Rome, yeah. Or, yeah, or Italy, like not Italy, but. Um,
0: yeah, um, Italy was two, and then I think England. The last one, Syndicate, was okay from what I hear. But everybody kind of said, "Well, they probably should take a break," which is what they <laughs> did with Origins. Yes, two years, which break.
1: is awesome because it is ancient Egypt. Yes, and I just found I just find the content to be interesting, varied, but also like histor- they tend to do a good job being historically accurate. I think. Um, with settings. And, that is my understanding as well. Right. Based on and, people who have and, looked at the research. Right. Yeah. And it's really enjoyable. Um, origins is ancient Egypt back around the time of um, Cleopatra.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that's when it takes place. So there's Romans, there's Greeks and there's Egyptians, all kind of like the tensions around them coexisting together right. and all of that type of stuff There's a lot of interesting cultural topics that they discussed there, which
1: I I thought was great because it's like, Oh, we don't like, you know, Oh, you have brown skin. So you're not allowed here because that means you're Egyptian or, you know, well, kill all the Greeks because they're taking over our culture, Uh, which was a little bit shocking when it came up. And I was like, this is good. Like, this is really good that it's showing this parallel line between modern and ancient, yeah. <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah, um, neat. Now, none of them were carrying tiki torches on the way to their little boycotts <laughs> and stuff. They're, so,
0: there were probably fine Egyptians on both sides. Um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, the, that's uh, terrible. Yeah, uh, that was a thing. terrible
1: thing to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, it's just a weird year. Um, uh. the, the loop, again, go back to the loop, is very, I think, enjoyable. Um, which is another reason why I like it. Like it's like I'm going there's on a like mission.
1: twelve loops. Like the missions, the, yeah. The, there's a lot of variation in, in the missions um, from side mission to side mission, and then every once in a while they'll throw in a new. Like, oh, this is a completely different type of mechanic to complete this mission. It's not just a uh, escort mission. It's right, right. You know, something else like steal a horse and. You know, find a thing and then climb to the top of this building. Some um, of them are very
0: weird, <laughs> but they're still fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. And talk about dark. It definitely has some dark aspects to it. Like uh, I think I just finished one where uh, there's no spoiler. I think this is a side mission. You're trying to figure out why all the poor people are sick in this oh, little yeah, village.
0: Yeah. I just did that
1: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's basically like. Some guy is feeding them rotten food to kill them off so that he can then take over their land. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because the poor, poor people need uh, somebody to, for, you know, to give them charitable goods, they're dependent upon this guy giving them food who is like super seasoned, poisoned food, basically, so that they can't taste that it's rotten. And I was just like, wow, that is super good. Gross, and, but also like probably a realistic, compelling storyline that uh, fits with history.
0: You know? Yeah, exactly. Now, it, it, there's a lot of interesting little little side missions like that. But then you'll have these kind of epic – like they have the the uh, Hippodrome. I don't know if you've done that much, but the, the horse racing in chariots.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy stuff, man. I, I did not do that one, but I did the Gladiator – Thing, also, which really was, yeah. which was really good because like, it, it's kind of like, once you're in there, you need to keep going yeah. and it gets, it gets gradually harder and harder and harder, uh, which was nice for me because it wasn't just like, suddenly you can't move on and you're stuck.
0: Well, and what's nice, uh, for you is, um, you're seasoned enough at the pro at the, at the combat by then that you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't throwing you in the deep end. You, you know knew what, it, what was happening. Right, was you know what
1: it did? It forced me to actually go back and remember the other controls that I never use. Like, yeah. I almost never use S.H.I.E.L.D. in the game. Oh, yeah. Um. And it's kind of like, oh, well, to do this, I'm going to definitely have to use S.H.I.E.L.D. and dodge and parry and all these other... You know controls that I usually I usually just hammer away on, on bad guys and then <laughs> and then run and then come back and hammer away at them like that's how I do games and uh, you can't do that when you're in uh, an arena and there's you know a bunch of guys and a lion so you have to learn the controls and and that was great because when I finished and felt good about the accomplishment I was like I should use these controls more they're actually. Yeah, they actually, make a lot of it easier.
0: <laughs> For sure, yeah, it's it's fun. I think the combat—the the, one of the things that really frustrated me about, frustrated me about Assassin's Creed games was the combat, and the combat is completely redone in this game, and I like it a lot. Um, you know, where you can lock onto an opponent. You're not just counterattacking like the old. I
1: also, don't lock onto opponents. No, <laughs> I have no idea how to do that.
0: I was going to say you can lock onto opponents. You can parry with your shield, and you, can... <laughs> which you probably also have don't no do idea. That. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about, Joe. So apparently, you can do it uh, fine without doing any of that stuff. But I, I really find that kind of skill-based thing and kind of having fun with the combat. Um, it's kind of refreshing for an Assassin's Creed game, and uh-huh. I, I really like that one. So,
1: so my I kid likes watching it because, and it is gruesome. So I'll say maybe your kid. Not all kids are created equal. Um, it is. It is very gruesome. But she likes watching it because it's another beautiful game that has amazing scenery and some of the details you're talking about, like, you know, the, the things you don't expect, the, those little moments of like, Ooh, uh, I was in a boat and I saw the water and I was paddling away and I saw the water just a little distance away from the boat ripple. I was like, (laughs) that's weird. And then suddenly I see these little reflections. I don't know why they're little minnows. Swimming past me, and that ripple was a school of minnows out of nowhere. I wasn't even like, it's not an on rails game; it's an open world game. So I don't know if that was how how they trigger that programmatically, but it was extremely impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it's another one of those games similar to the Zelda one I talked about, where you're running across systems interacting in a way that makes it feel.
1: Fire is another one that plays rules in this game. Yeah, yep.
0: fire is a big one. Uh, the other, the crocodiles, very big one. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that much, but like there have been situations where I've been in a boat and I'll be like, hey, I'm in a boat, alligator. Get uh, lost. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Eventually they, yeah. they bang into the boat and then the boat sinks and then they tear me to pieces. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well.
1: Another like, game that's also pretty forgiving when you when you die which i i really appreciate when a game does that of like, yep. all right we're just gonna make you wait a little while so yep. sit sit this one out while we what you look at the loading screen as your punishment
0: right exactly so. um i would say similar in vain to that is the um middle earth shadow of war which is fun combat you don't really get penalized too much for dying, and you're just running around killing orcs that is yeah, a that very one looks gruesome really game. good to me too it, just, very fun uh, it's
1: on my it's on my b list of just like if if I finish these other things go go to this next
0: yeah but, it, it was it was- it's just really fun to play like the mechanics of it are so fun that just even if I don't ever finish it, I just enjoy booting it up and playing mm-hmm. it. Um, just which is nice. orcs. Yeah. yeah. Just, just stabbing an orc in the face. How about, how Never about the Wolfen,
1: Wolfenstein 3? I know you played that. I watched I most two of that. And, yeah, I
0: have the yeah. wrong number here. Wolfenstein 2. Um, I was just going to mention that because I that story had me just mouth agape Several I watched a lot of it on YouTube. So oh that's so that's how I am. I, I
1: know that I can't do this game. I know it's too hard and too some of the puzzles are going to be too difficult difficult for me, but I want to know the storyline.
0: Yeah. It is topical. It is um a it's continuation. Sad, sadly, it's topical. Yeah, sadly topical. Uh they have some really interesting Alternate history fictional writing going on in the in-game objects that you find, which I I really appreciated. Uh, the development of the characters was fantastic. What's interesting to me is that I played a Wolfenstein game for the story. That is blo- just blows my mind. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I really did. Like it. Well, I went back
1: and watched. Uh, there's YouTube the videos. New Order. It's basically like here's a summary of the whole Wolfenstein storyline from beginning to end. And it was, I I didn't know any of this. I was like, oh, that is cool. That is a really neat arc. And because this game takes place like chronologically, it's at the end of the whole story arc, right? It's like, you know, all this stuff has happened. And basically alternate history world is um, Nazis won yeah. The, war. yeah and the,
0: the beginning of the first it, Wolfenstein picked up where you were in a mission to raid the compound of this bad guy. And if you did that, you would hopefully turn the tide of the war for the allies who are losing. But you fail the mission. It's, right, it's like the no beginning way to, of the game. It's not there, a, yeah, start, a spoiler, yeah, right. but it's like the beginning of the game. And, um, and you were critically injured, and then you wake up. Like years later, like ten years or fifteen years, something like that. Later, mm-hmm. and the Allies had lost, and now the world is completely and America different. America surrendered,
1: yeah. yeah, and and uh, there's something to do with alien technology and all this other cool stuff going yeah. on. Uh, it, it was it was very interesting, good stuff. And one of the things I like about games is just. Remember how uh, people who read comic books were weirdos and then suddenly every movie is comic <laughs> books yeah. and, and yes. because, because they found out, like, comic books have cool stories? Yeah. And they could do interesting things with um, the nature of humanity that uh, isn't allowed in regular movie scripts. Video games, same way. Yeah. Like, I love video game stories because they can make you think about a problem from a different different angle. That mostly isn't allowed in regular fiction.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was interesting about this game is I am not a big story in my game guy. I usually like the mechanics of a game and I just want to hammer through the cutscenes to go back to playing that game that I like whereas it was the exact opposite for Wolfenstein 2. Like I was trying to get through the combat as quickly as I could to see what happened in the story, which is very very unusual for me, but man, that 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 is a really fun story in a game. I'll say that much. Um
1: Some uh, there's a lot of other games on the PS4. We we should come up with a uh, kind of our machine gun list of just like rattle through a couple things. There are a few games you and I have in common, which might be uh, interesting discussion. Let's flip to the uh, uh, nope column. No, thank you. Uh, So No Man's Sky, we we tried that. That We did and
0: both noped it. yeah, Yeah, that was
1: not great. Um, I felt felt bad for the team because clearly they thought that this would be more enjoyable than it was. I found it super boring with the excruciating limitations that seemed unnecessary. Yeah. Um,
0: and it could and have it, been, it could have been a, we can get into a no man's sky discussion, but I think overall, I think that they, they didn't properly set expectations for what that game was going to be. Right. And, in such a way that everybody was disappointed by it because and they've
1: made updates since then, which supposedly yeah. have fixed some things and made it more interesting. But talk about story uh, that doesn't matter. I didn't care at all about anything they were getting to with the storyline. Um, it was really, yeah. really a, a bummer. Um, the division,
0: yeah, is
1: uh, I would say it was fun only because I could play with my friends. Yep. Uh, this I didn't care that much about the storyline. Didn't care about figuring out who did whatever. Um, <clears throat> the I, gameplay I, itself was fun enough, and the equipment was fun enough that you could play with. And but yeah, mostly it's a shoot 'em up it uh, was, team game. It,
0: it was interesting because it arrived at a perfect time for the division, not for everybody else. It was before a lot of other big games were coming out. It was after a lot of big games had kind of died off. And it was a co-op game, which everybody wanted to play, you know, together. And I don't think I've fallen off of a game harder than The Division. From a game where we played it every night. Yeah, it's uh, not
1: even on your list.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... Which,
1: that's how much you forgot it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I was trying to put mostly a 2017 list together. Mm. Okay, fair enough. And The Division, it's not even in my top of games that I would put on the it PS4. Was, it
1: was fun for what it was. I did yeah. like getting into a game with friends and but there are so many other games that can do that. Like uh what's uh there's new like tons of open world games yeah. now that are just like that's the thing of team open world shoot 'em ups. Well
0: yeah. Um I have it on my list. I didn't know whether I should mention it or not, but it, it was another free to play game called Fortnite. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which I played very briefly and had a good time with. Um I liked it, and I was hoping it was going to be one of those games where all of my friends were like, hey, this is fun, let's all pile in and play it every night, but nobody really caught on. And then they ended up doing this kind of like... um I don't know what you call it, but there's a game out now called PUBG. um, this player on an battleground where you dropped in with 99 other people and you just go until there's one person right. standing. Uh, so they did a version of that, which was actually really fun. I played it a few nights, um, and had a good time with it. It was free. So everybody played it. I think people are still playing it. It's catching on big time, but you know, nobody else wants to play it. So <laughs> I just want to, I usually want to play things with my friends in the evening. So, um, you know, we're not we're not really dipping too hard into the Fortnite battleground crossover. Um, nope, category. What would you think about Just Cause Three? That's
1: on your list. Is that on there as a nope or as a? It was okay. Um, it was fun for a little while. So, Just Cause Three. For anybody who doesn't know, is it's kind of like tongue in cheek. You try to cause as much damage as you as you can when you do a mission. More or less, like it's pretty repetitive. But when you go to, like, uh, whatever their arbitrary thing is, get these power cells or get this car or save this person, um, in the process, you're supposed to destroy as much as you can. Um, and it it's fun for that. It That whole shtick of, like, blowing things up got old. I really like the movement mechanic of, like, the... What do you have? Yeah. Like these tether arms <laughs> like that, like yeah, that you shoot something. out. And exactly. Yeah. Like, um, like, you know, swing around the world basically with these things. Um, it just got boring after a while. Cause I just like the, the explosions get monotonous and it yeah. just
0: gets dumb. And well, there's a game that I wanted to recommend to you called prey. Oh yeah. Which, um, got great, kind of mentions from people whose opinion I respect. I bought it. Um, I played it and thought this is like Gabe's perfect game because there's (laughs) a cool story. It's science fiction. Yeah. It's like science Uh, fiction
1: meets American Indians or something like that. No, that was the old uh, one. Pray two. This
0: is, this has some twists even in the beginning that, that shocked me. But it is so freaking hard. Like, it's too hard for me to play. I'm like, I'm not recommending this to game. I'd never hear the end of it. Um, The other one that's difficult, uh, but I enjoyed, similar to Dark Souls, it was called Nioh, N-I-O-H. Yep. You talked about that to me Yeah, I played that a ton when it first came out. That was one of the first games of the year. It was in January, I think. And I played it just... To the exclusion of everything else uh, that I, that was around, because I just loved that difficult, quick Twitch combat. Um, the story was neat, but it just was too long. I don't even think I finished it, because I was many, many hours into it. And I'm like, I could keep playing this, or I could go do something else. I played this enough to know that I really like it, but I don't need to see the end of the story.
1: <laughs> so I don't <laughs> I, think I finished I it. I can't do that. I'll, I'll at least go to YouTube and watch the end of something uh nope category a battlefront uh which was the a, star wars yeah i was yep. really really hopeful for that game because it was it was co-op it was star wars yep it was star wars like, <laughs> uh, i should have loved that game and i just it was boring uh it was yeah. super repetitive and uh it it just it wasn't anything i the what i liked about it was the star wars part like yeah, I, I, every I, every game i'd be like oh man look at that ship that is so beautiful yeah, look at that walker coming in yeah. on the sunrise it's yeah so I, great I the same way
0: i liked the star wars part um i always <laughs> uh upset my friends who were really into it because i was like i didn't like the hero idea I don't like that mechanic. Oh yeah, I, you mean I,
1: you mean where you're playing, and then suddenly there's like this almost invincible character coming along, killing everybody.
0: Well, I took a different tack. I said I didn't want my princess Leia teabagging me. Um,
1: <laughs> well, speak for yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how about Yoda? I didn't want Yoda teabagging me, um, or Boba Fett. Um, I just felt like it was a it was not um, mm. not a very good game mechanically. It looked graphically. It looked great. Um, but I, I got it for pretty cheap and I think you guys did too. And I'm glad that we played it, but I wish, I wish it was more fun. Um, it's just not. And I hear that. I'm not buying number two. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) It's getting panned. Yeah. Um, because of the progression system uh, apparently because it's not it, good. it
1: seems like it's angled at getting you to purchase things yeah but I think that's the biggest complaint, which is my complaint of quite a few different kinds of games, and I don't like that at all of like the game's no fun unless you spend more money than the fifty dollars you already spent on the game
0: well that's why I think uh, warframe is is kind of interesting in that uh, it's free to download and it's free to play, and the things that you purchase are only things that you really Want and they're like cosmetics, right? So, mm-hmm. if you want this cape, you got to pay for the cape. Uh, it will only make your character look cooler.
1: Well, but I thought you could else, accelerate building,
0: you, you can accelerate building, you can get blueprints uh, right. without grinding does, for the, them. It
1: does change what you can do, but those are the same things you can do by just being patient.
0: Or you just playing the game, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like if you like the loop of the game, you're going to get those things anyway. So just play the game and you're, you'll get them eventually, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a good way to do it. The fact that they charge you 60 bucks for a game and then then they want you to spend more to get maybe some good stuff for the game. I, I always think that's To a not get your ass handed to you <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> in every game. Uh, pay us money. Uh, let's see. Another one that you and I played together, Watch Dogs 2.
0: That uh, was yeah. actually
1: pretty fun. I like I that game. I'd actually say that's not a nope. I think that no, was it's really not, good. Definitely not a nope. I like the mechanic. I didn't care that much about the storyline, like the hacker storyline. Uh, but I did enjoy each little mini mission storyline, which is a strange thing to say. Like they had the obvious play on Martin Scarelli. You know, the, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was funny. Farmer, yeah. farmer Bro. Yeah. And there was a mission basically to steal what would have, you know they they are just enough off of reality to not avoid being or to avoid being sued um so you steal the wooting <laughs> yeah. yeah well what's funny
0: is uh and i only got to play it multiplayer with you like twice but i was rolling laughing the times that we were playing cuz there was it was just such yeah, a ridiculous was, sandbox of it's silly funny things happening
1: and there's not like a, there's usually not a one way to do things So you get to control drones and you have different types of drones and then you can, you like sneak and you can shoot and you can jump on a vehicle and take off. And in the, some of the vehicle chases I did in that game were super fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah.
0: So I uh, love the mechanics. I thought the story was kind of fun. I actually want to go back to it and it's definitely a game I'm going to go back to. It's not a game that's going to age for me. Like it's still going to be fine. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. in the summer when there's no games coming out and I feel like playing it, I find myself thinking about like, oh, I should play, play that right now. Um, yeah.
1: And you don't have to remember anything that happened before. <laughs> so that's the, yes. the big one. Like <laughs> the exactly. games where I care about the storyline. I can't, if I leave them, I'd never come back because yeah. it's, I don't remember. Um, let's see. Nope. Category. I really not, definitely not a new game at all, but little big planet too. I got oh, bored yeah. with that. Yeah. Super quick. Just didn't enjoy it, Um, which was too bad because I thought the first Little Big Planet was really novel and it was. I
0: really liked it. Yeah, Uh, my Mm -hmm. kids played the heck out of it. Uh, Little Big Planet, they they made so many worlds, and they that was their first game where they were like, they felt like they were constructing something you know, like in the game and they were making, then they would call me in and be like, dad, come look at what we made. It was kind of like what Minecraft eventually became. Right. You yeah. know?
1: Oh, that uh, was a, a comment I wanted to make about the Lego worlds. It's like Minecraft where there is more personality already built into the game. That's the way yes. I would describe Lego worlds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to Minecraft. Um, mechanically. Yeah. It's cool.
1: All right, so 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 that we can wrap up. What do you what do you want to hit on as your on the PS4? Just anything particular that stands out to you?
0: Um, well, I would say, um, I don't want to. Uh, PS4 is definitely my favorite of the consoles. I play it a lot. I think it's a well managed kind of console ecosystem, and the games on there. Um, all my friends are on that one. So, um, I really like that.
1: Um, and you had an Xbox one, so that's, I, did.
0: Something. I sold it. Yeah. I sold the Xbox one, kept the PS4 and, um, I really, uh, I would, it's hard to recommend near automata because it's a weird game. Um, but it's a fantastic. And I, like I think
1: you said it's hard too.
0: It's not that hard. No, actually okay. it's not that hard. Um in fact there's a lot of complaints that it's too easy. Like you have to do things to make it hard. Um like you have to you know approach <laughs> like me, it a different like way to make it. Don't
1: use the controls basically. Like they're designed yeah, to be I was used. Like, don't
0: upgrade things I and mean, make it make it challenging enough to keep you interested. But um I think that was the it is one of those games where, by the, it's the way the game works is that you finish the game, like you get ending A, and it shows the credits, and it says you've got an ending A. Well, then it starts the game over again, and it's from a different perspective,
1: from oh, a different character.
0: Cool. And then you finish it, you get ending B. Then you go in and play it again, and it's not it's it's uh, another angle uh, of the story. And then by the time you get to ending E, like there's all, all sorts of other weird endings you can get. I think there's 26, one for every letter. Whoa. Um, but some of them are just like, you know, you do something silly and you, you know, blow up your space station because you did something stupid. And it rolls the credits in like two seconds. And it says, you've got ending J, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's really fun. silly. Oh, um, I
1: might, I might want to do that. Then. that yeah, sounds, I think you would like really that.
0: like it. Um, the story is very sci-fi futurist um and it's all about what it means to exist it's like philosophical and it's just really really cool um and the ending of the game i won't say which ending it is but you know when the game's over um
1: oh, okay. was
0: one of these things where i was like that was like i put my controller down and i'm like that was freaking amazing yeah <laughs> And yeah. um so anyway, and then you know, I think I ended up starting a new game the next day because I wanted to play through it all oh, again neat. and see the stuff I didn't see. So I think Neuro Automata that's, that's for me is That's two money's
1: worth right there. Yeah, 26 endings really, really and you play it twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and then I think Assassin's Creed Origins is a fantastic game that I was surprised to like. And would I was supposed to be one.
1: playing The Horizon Zero Dawn with my buddy? Not, not that it's co op, but we like to play. some like you know parallel to each other, so yeah. we can talk about the storyline more or less. Um, but uh, I think he's pissed because I got I got into Assassin's Creed Origin, and I haven't played hardly any of the <laughs> New Horizon. Well, I I might I might actually try that game then. It sounds, sounds think like think worthwhile would, if you like you like
0: the. Uh, the kind of the sci-fi storyline as it related to Horizon, and I think this yeah. one is a little bit—it's a little bit more couched in its trappings, if that makes sense. Like it's kind of like a weird anime game where you stare at a you know a, a robot girl's butt the whole time. So oh. it's easy oh, to see that and go. That doesn't eh, sound great now. You know, yeah. <laughs> Um, Mm. but then when you peel away the, the, the trappings of the game, the cutscenes and the story and all of that stuff
1: are, they're fantastic, Mm. really. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll look to see when it comes on sale or something. Okay. Uh, you want to just wrap up with like iOS, Mac, whatever games that you Uh, do, which I know you don't really do.
0: Yeah, I don't play – I play – okay, so I have Steam on my MacBook Pro, and the only game I play is Crusader Kings 2. I have no Uh, idea what that is. It is a game that is essentially my ideal game. Uh, It's a game where you pick anybody in any history up to, I think, like um, maybe 1200 A.D. Um, But you can pick somebody in Spain – or you can pick somebody from India or whatever. You can pick a king, an emperor, some little duke, some count somewhere. And it's essentially like a computer simulation Game of Thrones type thing um, where you're trying to expand your influence, you're trying oh, to marry okay. off your daughters. Uh, your son has syphilis and can't have kids, hmm, so now you uh, have to have another heir, but your wife is barren. Doesn't,
1: doesn't sound like a good sales
0: pitch. Oh my gosh. It is, it is basically a game about failure, uh, where eventually you're going to fail. Um, at least in my in my view, <laughs> I always fail eventually. But the way that you fail is always so spectacularly strange um, hmm. that as you know, like your your family bloodline finally came to an end because it's you know the guy that you you imprison this guy. Uh, your father imprisoned some guy and now his heirs have been gunning for you and building their you know resources and making alliances with Rome and boom now you've lost the game because oh, okay. they just swoop in and kill something you
1: something that you can even really notice yeah re- or you That sounds frustrating to me actually it, it, it is
0: but it's f- so interesting that i that it's fun to watch happen hmm. um so crusader kings 2 is really basically the only game i play on my mac what about hmm. you
1: um Probably Rome Total War is oh. the only one that would be um, of interest.
0: Is it? Is, that's a strategy game, right? It's like big, like bunches of troops moving across a battlefield type thing.
1: Yeah, that's a super old one. It's been, it's been oh. around for <laughs> fifteen years. I oh my guess? goodness gracious, something like that. So you know, it started with Rome Total War, and I remember this was back in the day when I built my own PCs. And so it was, um, you know, one of these games that you did to, to at least for me, to test the PC because it, you could build oh, yeah. these huge armies. Those huge troop right? movements and, would just crush and, your PC. And yeah. they did this. They did this cool effect back then where, from above, you know how um, you know these strategy games usually have like tokens or icons that represent like the army or the right. legion or whatever. And then yeah. that token moves around. Well, you could zoom all the way down to see like the people marching. And so that was, that was I cool, remember that. Right. You'd see like um, dudes
0: with beards and, and yeah, spears. Yeah. yeah.
1: They were all pretty repetitive in the same glyph over and over. Uh, but that was, that was really fun. Um, so they have brought that back to life. Well, first of all, they made like a dozen sequels, of Rome Total War, not Rome. To- Rome, <laughs> all these variations of it. Uh, but now you can play it on your Mac, sure. You can play it on iOS now. You can get it for the iPad. Oh, wow. Um, and so it's just one of those like nostalgic games where it's it is a fun strategy game where you try to... Well, you try to you try to take over the map basically. Mm-hmm. And you do that by building troops and making agreements or not agreements, but like amassing troops in different areas and then, you know, m- bullying this country over this country and Oh, I didn't is, realize it had a whole strategy layer to it. It it is a strategy game. That that's the guts of it. Um, and so on the Mac, that's pretty much it. I don't really like I have a Steam account. I haven't installed anything from Steam in ages. Uh, I just don't like gaming on the Mac. It's me just neither. not a good, it's good gaming my platform. Um, um one on iOS, uh, on iOS, there's only three things that
0: I play and I don't play them often. Although actually I just thought of another one that I'll, I'll bring up. Let me find it. Um, it, so the first one is one that my kids told me to download, which was so like I downloaded it and I'm like, what have you done to me? Uh, This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's called realistic summer sports simulator. It looks like an Atari game. Um,
1: It's like where you take the pencil and you, you tap back and forth on the, it's it's very
0: similar, right there. There's each one. It's just very like four bit graphics. Um, And like when you have to make a guy run, you drag a little thing that makes a spring come out and you just slowly move it across the screen. The the play, the the ploy for this game is you play it up to four people on the same phone, and so you pass the phone around, all trying to get better times with these incredibly hilarious little mini games: a swimming guy, a uh, you know uh, speed walking, uh, just ridiculous events. <laughs> um, but me and my kids have so much fun just passing the phone back and forth, playing this uh, doing a little summer oh, Olympics. Oh,
1: that's a fun idea. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was surprised how, how, how well it worked out. Um, super Mario run came out. I think that was pretty fun. Uh, it's a game called flip flop, which is, Hmm. uh, a solitaire game that you, I don't really like solitaire games, but this is a pretty fun one. And then the other big ones, um, puzzle fighter, which is, um, by Capcom. So it's like street fighter characters, but you're doing like the match, uh, gems, and then Ugh, you do damage those, to your I opponents. I actually like those. And then the other one is kind of weird. I don't know if you've read or heard about this, but it's called HQ. Hmm.
1: Have you heard anything about HQ? No, nah, it doesn't sound familiar.
0: <sighs> okay. So the guys who invented vine, they shut down vine. And I guess they came up with the idea of a real time trivia game on iOS. So twice a day, I think at three and at nine, Uh, I get a text message saying HQ is live. You bring it up. Your entire phone is a screen and there's a host and you do 12 questions and whoever gets all 12, right? Wins a part of the cash prize. Wait, and it's real money. (laughs) It's real money and it's real time. And so it started out when I started playing there was like 8,000 people in the events. And then I think there was an article in maybe BuzzFeed or Politico or wherever. And now I think there was three hundred and ten thousand people last night, all vying for the this prize. It's a thousand dollars. It's not even that much money when you split <laughs> it up with the winners. Um, but what's weird is how but few people. It's a trivia people. game, right? It's a trivia game. So there's oh, okay. twelve questions, but even with three hundred thousand people, still maybe twenty people win. I mean, it's it's oh, incredible really? how much it winnows down the questions winnow people down, and you can watch the thing that's intriguing to me is you can watch the people which questions they get wrong. So you know you'll there'll be three hundred thousand people. They ask a question. You, you'll be like, how did <laughs> what last night was? What do you call the things uh, that you press to to hit the pinball in a pinball game? And the one was <laughs> one was flippers. Uh-huh. One was pin bats and one was like some other ridiculous thing, but like 40,000 people guessed pin bats.
1: Like <laughs> what, the what the hell's going on
0: Pin balls? Yeah. Pin
1: bats. Yeah.
0: Pin bats. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the logic. Um, but it was, I was laughing so hard, but so you see people, I just find it entertaining the things that people get wrong, but it's a really, it's surprisingly fun. Uh, my wife hates the host, but I think he's so bad, I I enjoy him. But anyway, uh, HQ. Those are the
1: only uh, oh, iOS host games. And like, there's a human host. There's a human host. It's all live. It takes oh, over your whole phone. And you it you just, like, almost like a, a host server or something. No, no, <laughs> like, it's like a
0: a guy who kind of tells banter and jokes, and then gives you the you know the answers, and you'll find it all out real time. You pick on your phone, the results come up. It's 10 seconds from the time he starts reading, so you have to be really fast. Oh, really? Fast.
1: So you have to have a push notification? Yeah. To, yeah. So that you get, get it on well, time. Well, the push notification
0: tells you when it starts, and, he, and that's usually with a two-minute warning. Okay. And then he reads the question from the time he starts until the time you have to answer is 10 seconds. So like it flashes the thing up on the screen, and you have to pick it right away. It's not enough time oh, wow. to search for it. It's not okay. enough that time. That does
1: sound fun, actually.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Neat. Uh, there was a game on xbox called one versus 100 did you ever i don't know if you ever had an xbox one versus 100 was they would have 100 people in a game and they would just keep loading them in and it would do trivia questions and it was the same sequence of events you would answer them and whoever was left would get the prize um but it was only 100 people this is three hundred and ten thousand people so it's a little bit different i'm just surprised how how it works at all i mean it's it's phenomenal anyway what about you
1: uh, let's see. On iOS, the only thing... I, I play all the Monument Valleys when they come out. Yeah, you know, uh, I did one, and then I did the red content that was like an extra, I think, in-app purchase. And then the Monument Valley 2. I just enjoy the puzzles. They're very relaxing. I don't find them uh, frustrating, but they're still difficult. Um,
0: yeah, I did the first one, but I never did any subsequent to that. Yeah, I two, two
1: I thought was good because it had some new clever... Ideas on puzzle solving that were, okay. you know, um, uh, it's almost it's very you know artistic. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. well you no, do it's this, and yeah. then a piece comes out out of another piece, out of this other geometric shape, and uh, th- it was just neat. Like you know, uh, they're they they look like like solid objects, but then you can twist them so that you can walk from one plane to another and stuff. I thought that was very clever.
0: Yeah, it's cool, and it's it's just every every screenshot could be a a work of yeah. art. It's yeah. fantastic. it's, yeah.
1: it's beautiful. Um, really bad chess. Have you played this? I have. I played that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed
0: it, but I'm so bad yeah. at chess that I'm even bad at really bad chess.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I'm not great at chess. I do do enjoy chess, but. Uh, you kind of don't have to be good at chess because it's not really chess. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. That's the thing. So it's basically like, you know, you get a board and it'll be like, you just have Queens. Yeah. Right. And then you <laughs> play you have against like seven, the computer, eight right? nights or something. Yeah, yeah. And you just play against the computer. Well, so that's not really chess, right? To have eight nights, that's not really a chess game, but it's really fun because you know, the che- the pieces movements, but the computer component is very, can be very difficult. Uh, and so I just enjoy that. And because it's not really chess, I don't feel like, Oh, well I suck at chess. I just feel like I suck at this arbitrarily random game, um, which is okay with me. I guess it doesn't hurt my, um, yeah, <laughs> my I'll, feelings I'll put it on
0: my phone again. I'm going to get it downloaded again. Cause it's been a while and I had it on there. I don't even remember deleting it, but it's,
1: it's low resolution, but it's, uh, I, I think the AI is pretty good. And I, th- I don't know if you can play against other people, but it's got like different modes that I never play. Nice. Um, Thimbleweed Park. I don't never know if heard of it. saw one. this. This is like a point and click adventure on iOS. I got this for my kid and then I played it with her for a little while. We we didn't finish it, but it was it was cute. It was clever and it's an iOS game. It's fun on the iPad. Um and it's, you know, like the traditional point and click adventure. Go over here. You got to find a key hidden in this room and then once you have the key, you can go over here and unlock this thing and then, you know, it's it's like that. And there's just a kind of tongue-in-cheek, quirky storyline behind nice. it. Nice. So, yeah, that's about it. I don't really do a lot of gaming on I don't either. Like I, I used to
0: kind of, when I had spare time, I would play Desert Golfing. I still have that on my phone, but I don't really play it that much. Pinout, I would play every once in a while just because people in our, our beer chat would be playing it. And I yeah, felt that like, was fun for a little while. Um, I have the New York Times Crossword Puzzle app, which I do. That's kind of like my downtime when I... I feel like I don't want to read the news, but I want to do something on my phone that's, you know, something. So I'll just do some (laughs) crossword puzzles instead of reading the news. It kind of protects me from all the bad news.
1: Yeah. Uh, Other than that, like, I don't know. What else do I have on my phone here? Like, because I have a new phone, I tend to go and delete all the crap off my phone before I get a new phone. I do the same. It makes the the install faster. Uh, I don't have hardly any games left on my phone other than the ones I mentioned. Not even games for my kids any my kid anymore because she doesn't enjoy most of the iOS games. I think.
0: Yeah, I don't really do any gaming, really to speak of, on my phone. Like when I pick it up, I'm usually like, I look at, I do crosswords or I'll uh, read our which is weird because it's a
1: huge, it's clearly a huge market. I'm sure tons of
0: people do, but I just, uh, I just don't do it, you know. Hmm. Um, So before we wrap up. Uh, there is one other thing for PS4, um, two other things. One is, the other game I played a ton was X- XCOM 2. Um, I recommend that to anybody. That game is freaking fantastic. It's um, like an
1: uh, alien shooter?
0: It's I an game? alien strategy game. Uh, so oh, it's strategy. It's I thought it was a shooter strategy- strategy- game. No, turn-based strategy game. I think you'd really dig it. Um, it's procedural in a lot of ways, but there's story framework as well. Um, so no two games will be the same, but the, the overall structure of the game is, is the same. Um, it's one of those things where you've got a squad, and as things develop, the squad gets – it can be you know fairly large. And, and they all just kind of gain their own personalities through playing the game. It's really interesting. I, I love XCOM 2. It's fantastic. The other is uh, Monster Hunter World. I mentioned earlier, loving Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World is the PS4 version. That's of not that out yet, out. right? Yeah. Well, it was beta weekend this weekend. So oh, okay. I played a bunch of it. Um, it's really cool. I think it's going to be great. So that's uh, out in January.
1: Yeah. So what are the PS the other PS4s I should be uh, caring about in the near future? Uh, PS4 the, only one,
0: the only ones I'm caring about right now are Warframe and Monster Hunter World. I think what
1: about uh, the new God of War coming out?
0: I don't know. I never liked a God of War game.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: <laughs> all right, then. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming your beer has gone. It is. Yeah, it mine's is. almost gone. I'm, it's uh, it good, good it's, beer. It's this is like a really long game
1: conversation. Usually, I sip it for an hour and then we're done with the show and then I give the other half to my wife. And now this time I just consumed it all. Yeah, well, so. you
0: know. It's, uh, it's one of those days.
1: Oh, now I want to go play some games. Honestly. Yeah,
0: me too. I think that's the plan. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Enjoy uh, your games. I will,
1: I will see you on with uh, the PlayStation Network. Yes, I'll see you on PSN. Okay.
0: <laughs> see you.